Hello, friend. Thank you so much for joining us once again today. I'm evangelist Micah McCurry, the host of this radio program called the Bible Tract Echoes Radio Broadcast. I appreciate so much the fact that you are part of our audience. I have an invitation for you. I'd love to see you on Saturday, November 13th in Odell, Illinois. You say, where is Odell, Illinois? Well, it's a bustling metropolis of some 900 people. In North Central Illinois, it is right along Highway 55 near Pontiac and Dwight. It's actually the location of our new Bible Tracks Incorporated building. God allowed us to get this building at a steal of a deal. The address is 603 West Prairie Street. I'd love to see you there. We're having an open house Saturday, November 13th. Everyone is invited. I want you to come. I would have no greater joy than to see hundreds and hundreds of our radio listeners come from Wisconsin, Indiana, Illinois, maybe some from Missouri. I know it would be a little bit of a trek, but we'd love to see you there. Saturday, November 13th from 1 to 5 p.m. Central Time. If you need more information or you want to RSVP, just email me. Open house at BibleTractsInc.org. That's the that's the email address we're using for people that have questions about the open house. Open house at BibleTractsInc.org. Would love to see you there. Don't miss it. Now, I have in my hand a gospel tract, a new gospel tract. Well, it's about six or nine months old. It's called Freedom in Forgiveness. I'm so glad God gives us freedom and forgiveness. The author of this gospel tract, his name is Paul Peruki. Now, this gentleman had a rough life growing up, and yet God has used him in a phenomenal way. I was literally just talking to him not long ago, and we were talking about how good God has been, the opportunities for ministry that God has given him. Even though he had a life that started with a lot of drugs and a lot of the deaths of his family members and friends, God allowed him to come through that. And now, pastoring a church in Michigan, doing a phenomenal job for God's glory, Pastor Peruki wrote this gospel tract, And it might be a help to you or anyone you know that has struggled with some of these things. You can find it on our website, BibleTractsInc.org. That's BibleTractsInc.org, along with the rest of our gospel tracts, some 38, 39, 40 different titles. If you want to get one of our sample packets, I encourage you to do that. It contains a description and introduction to every single one of our 38, 39, 40 different titles. Please do that. BibleTractsInc.org. You need to get this gospel tract, Freedom in Forgiveness. Pass them out. Now, this week on the broadcast, we've been talking about the account from 2 Samuel chapter 12. David has been caught, figuratively speaking, with his hand in the cookie jar. You see, he was caught by God in adultery. Not only that, but he also had the husband of the woman that he was committing an affair with. He had that man killed for no other reason than because David had gotten Bathsheba, that man's wife, pregnant. And now he has to stand accused. Nathan says, thou art the man. We are in The book of 2 Samuel, chapter 12, verse number 7, And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. What a bitter pill to swallow. David has his sin laid out before him. 
but he handles it the right way. We, of course, read yesterday from Psalm 51, David's prayer, the psalm that he wrote in response to this circumstance. He says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. He fesses up. He handles it the way he should have. But today we're going to look at, yesterday we talked about how to correctly handle correction and conviction. We're going to continue that theme of conviction today and just give you some thoughts Conviction, first of all, sometimes requires specific and pointed rebuke, just like David received from Nathan. He led with an illustration, and then he said, Thou art the man. But sometimes conviction on the inverse can come from sweeping generalities. Sometimes God doesn't have a problem. The Holy Spirit doesn't have a problem mining down into the depths of our heart and pointing out those dark rooms, those recesses of our heart and mind we don't want anyone else to see. And maybe just in the sweeping generalities that we're speaking of today, maybe God is talking to you in a convicting way about something that you need to change. How about Jonah in chapter number three of the book of Jonah, verse number four, Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey and he cried and said, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. That's all he said. He just started yelling out, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. 40 days, Nineveh shall be overthrown. What happened next? So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them, even to the least of them. For word came unto the king of Nineveh and he arose from his throne and he laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles saying, let neither man nor beast herd nor flock taste anything, let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn everyone from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? God saw their works that they turned from their evil way and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them and he did it not. Sometimes we need to lay out exactly what the problem is, but sometimes all we need to know is that judgment is on the way. That's all the people of Nineveh needed. They didn't need to have their sins enumerated. They just needed to find out that in 40 days, Nineveh was going to be destroyed by Jehovah God, and they wised up very quickly. How about this? Conviction, when responded to, requires sacrifice. How about Zacchaeus? Remember that wee little man climbed up in a sycamore tree? Luke 19.8, Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. He was convicted by God, and he decided to take action and sacrifice. Remember this, that conviction is a tool of the Holy Spirit, not a bludgeon of man. So, if you ever feel like you are being singled out with conviction, maybe you feel like you're being singled out right now. Realize, of course, that I'm talking on a, about a hundred different radio stations and talking to hundreds, if not thousands of people. So, if you feel like you're being singled out, maybe it's just the scalpel of the Holy Spirit pinpointing an area of your life that you need to feel some conviction in. 
We have just a few more moments left together here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast, and we're going to spend them focusing in on this topic of conviction. Let me give you an alliterated list, beginning with the letter I. Here we go, the importance of conviction. Did you know how important conviction is? No one has ever gotten right with God without it. We need that little prick of the Holy Spirit on our hearts, that little, that little nudge, that little bump saying, there's something wrong. You need to get something right. Now, how about the impetus of conviction? Well, of course, what brings conviction? First of all, it's sin. If we've done something wrong, that's a good reason for us to feel conviction. If you are feeling convicted, it's likely because you are a sinner. If you're being convicted right now and you know there's something you need to ask God's forgiveness for, it's probably because you need to ask God's forgiveness. The inspiration of conviction, what is it? Well, it's the Holy Spirit. He does such a great job, much better than I ever will. I could sit here on this radio platform for hours and hours and hours and list off every sin known to man that I can think of, and I still might miss yours. But the Holy Spirit has no problem delving deep and pointing out your issue that you need to feel some conviction about. What are some impediments of conviction? Well, pride. Proverbs 13.10, only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. How about ignorance of conviction? Is that an excuse? No, my friend. Not knowing your Bible is not an excuse. Missing church is not an excuse. You trying to stay away from church so you don't hear the preacher man talk to you about all the things you've done wrong, that's no excuse. Don't try to stay away from conviction. How about the instant of conviction? Realize this, that conviction can descend in a moment. What we need to do is practice our response. Realize David, the king of the nation. When Nathan said, thou art the man, he said, you're right. I have sinned. He could have very easily flown off the handle. He could have very easily deflected. He could have very easily proclaimed his ignorance. But he said, no, Nathan, you're right. I have sinned. God, please forgive me. Let's be prepared for conviction. How about the invitation of conviction? The invitation is to get right. It's to reconcile your fellowship and relationship with God. God isn't asking you to embarrass yourself. He's asking asking you to get things right. Lastly, this today, the impact of conviction. What happens when we handle conviction correctly? Righteousness, relationship, and restoration are possible. You realize that we, in our human minds and hearts, will never truly be able to be fully righteous. But we can have a relationship with the one who is. God Almighty imputed his righteousness to our account. And when he calls to us with a little bit of conviction, he's not calling us like some some old man upstairs with lightning bolts just waiting to zap us because we've done wrong. No, what he's looking for, he's looking for that prodigal son or daughter to just come home for restoration. Is there anything sweeter than that reunion? The impact of conviction. 
I'm going to ask you, friend, would you, even if you've made a mistake as egregious as David did, even if you've done something so foul, so wrong, can I tell you that God still wants restoration with you? He still wants you to come back to righteousness. He still wants a relationship with you. Let's handle correction and conviction correctly. And let's realize the grand impact of conviction. Thank you so very much for joining us once again here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. If I can ever be of help to you, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We thank you, thank you, thank you from all of us, the team here at Bible Tracks Incorporated, for being a part of our audience today. Have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.